0: E
1: The official voice of the Leo Zagami Show. So then maybe you can give us uh, one of your live jingles again.
2: Oh my. Another one? Uh, Which one would you like? I'm already forgetting (laughs) which.
1: I heard that you've been doing... uh, um, some. What what have you been doing? Audio work?
2: Yeah, lots of narration work. That's what I've been up to lately. Lots of voiceovers, doing a few little projects here and there. It's been fun. And of course, I reached out to you hoping that you would want something like that in the near future but of course you know we will work on that as we go and it's always a honor and pleasure to have you here by the way leo so it's always a um, you know people ask about you all the time besides you and my other regular here jim fetzer you two are always requested to be on here non-stop
1: well it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to know that uh, at least your audience is appreciating my work and uh as we are uh, constantly censored, it's always good to know that uh, we have at least uh, your channel that is uh, still still up and running. Though, you told me before we started that you had a strike recently, huh? Eh?
2: Lots of them, lots of strikes going on over on YouTube, and we've been clawing away, trying to survive, but they keep pushing us down, Leo. That's what YouTube does, or at least someone out there listening. Um, mm. They're probably, what they're doing is called hate listening. You know, they hate the show, but they are compelled to listen they're probably yeah they're probably flagging the show nonstop.
1: well uh, you are also using other platforms aside from youtube
2: oh yeah we're on itunes stitcher all those places the podcast will live on no matter what even if the youtube channel goes down we'll just put another one up and we'll keep pushing forward that's, that's just the way. yeah
1: it's, it's good to be insistent it's good to be insistent so what's uh, uh what's happening in your life i hope you're not uh, getting vaccinated
2: no i have I've actually caught COVID twice, by the way, Leo, and I did nothing to cure myself. I just went on living life and magically somehow, some way, I was COVID free in a matter of uh, 24 hours or so. It was very unusual.
1: So, uh, okay, two times. Uh, you, were you tested uh, two times?
2: I was not tested, but the people that I was around most of my time, hmm. people around them we definitely sick, and they were tested, and they tested positive. So I'm pretty sure whatever they had, uh, I'm pretty sure I caught it. Okay, okay,
1: okay. okay. But uh, that that gives you a natural immunity now.
2: So you're, I believe you're
1: so. All set to go.
2: Oh yes, and as you know, Leo, lots of people out there that have uh, gone to the hospital. Lots of them were vaccinated, and uh, s- they're still ending up in the hospital, even though they
1: were double vaxxed Unfortunately, it seems like uh, it's not a really uh, something to protect you, but it's something to control you, which is a rather different uh, thing.
2: Right, and of course, <laughs> you're out once here- Once you
1: get into this vicious mm-hmm. circle, it's like a drug. Uh, they have to have more and more. Now, for example, in Italy, they're discussing yes. the new uh, vaccine passport mandate, uh, which basically- Uh, means that uh, after a certain amount of months, you will always have to revaccinate yourself no matter what. And soon, they might even go for the compulsory vaccination of the whole population, just like they've been announcing now in Austria. So there is a lot of talk about that also in Italy. Fortunately, as you know, I'm no longer living there. And uh, I'm no longer Italian because I am becoming American. <laughs> so I'm out of the clutches of the Italian bureaucracy <laughs> and their, and their of course uh, draconian fascist measures. Unfortunately, it seems like Europe is really going down the drain more than than Europe at a faster pace because they are the ones who are following step by step the. uh, dictates of the Club of Rome, uh, of the World Economic Forum, and, of course, of the Bilderberg Club. Uh, And and on top of, and behind all this, you have, uh, of course, the Vatican, which is very much insisting on everybody being vaccinated. Right. As well as, uh, and they had a major conflict, uh, even with some of the Swiss guards giving up on their job because of that. Um, And then we have, uh, of course, uh, What's happening in England, uh, which uh, uh, it's 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 it's, it's, uh, it's by a the, way, the place where uh, George Orwell was born, raised, and uh, wrote the 1984 novel, which seems to be the playbook uh, where that a lot of governments these days are following. Unfortunately,
2: right in the UK, vaccinated uh, adults under 60 are dying at twice the rate.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, the side effects and what happens to all these people that uh, are subject to this kind of uh, experiment uh, at, at a global, in a global, uh, at a global scale, it's definitely uh, it's it's hard to see and witness uh, what's happening. But uh, of course, uh, is uh, everybody's free to um, to follow this uh, choice, you know, until they're given the freedom to do so. That's right. When it becomes uh, mandatory, then you don't have this choice any longer. So that's a little bit more disturbing concerning countries like Austria or even Italy, which are considering such moves.
2: move. It's insane. How did it get so bad, Leo? These people all just uh, submitted, even though there's some protesting going on. But it seems like uh, Australia is just uh, gone completely. There's no way to save that place.
1: Well, but, uh, let's 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 be very uh, clear about it i mean australia has been one of the biggest supporters of the plans of the world economic forum and the club of rome from, from right from the start they have some of the most uh, important members of the club of rome uh, there was even a guy called Sutter who is a famous opinionist uh, futurist uh, considered still one of the main uh, uh, Voices of Australia, who who is a member of the Club of Rome and wrote a book on the Club of Rome and their plans. And one of their main plans was to, to find some kind of crisis to unify the world altogether. Now, so this crisis is, of course, first of all, the climate crisis. So the supposed alleged climate crisis. And then after that, the health crisis. Um, it's, it's sad to see, though, that we are all dragged towards uh, this, uh, this loss of freedom. And Australia used to be a freedom-loving country until not so long ago, but I guess that is no longer, uh, it's no, it's no longer the case. And I think, that unfortunately, behind the scenes uh, in those secret societies and even Freemasonry, there has been a hand to push for this direction. And eventually, they are in particular very closely related to what's going to happen also with Taiwan, with China, maybe invading Taiwan, because Australia is on the hit list of China soon after that.
2: Yes, lots of trouble underway. It doesn't seem to be going quite well here as we end up the rest of 2021. And it's insane, Leo, where almost at the end of the year already, it's almost time to say Happy New Year to you, Leo, and... Who would have known it, it would have been this uh, insane uh, this well, year?
1: Uh, if, if you read my books, it was written there. Volume 2, I, just, uh, I said it very plainly and very clearly. In 2020, there will be a virus. You will be all locked up in your houses, and that will be the beginning of the end. And so if you actually read my books, you actually get all the truth. So I always invite people to read my books to learn more about what's going to happen next. Right.
2: You've been in ahead there. of the game for sure, but uh, this is just always insane once it manifest in front of you
1: yes but mm-hmm. uh, that's because a lot of people just uh, thought uh, for a long time uh, that uh, that the ideas that people like me Alex Jones or others uh, were uh, we were simply lunatics uh, ranting around uh, about right. things that will never happen and they were just theoretical discussions
2: yeah now but they're that, here
1: they're, they're not theoretical discussions they're truths it's manifesting and um, and because uh, when people say we need to react uh, we need to react but you have to have a solution i mean when the, there was a plan to revolt against the english in 1776 to establish a republic on which we still stand there was a plan um a lot of this opposition doesn't really have any plans and at the same time most of the western world the politicians uh, institutions are all sold out to the chinese it's like uh, uh, recently um, we have seen so many politicians, not only in in, in Australia, but in Italy, in, in, even in America. In the United oh, yeah. States, we have a whole party, which is basically the mouthpiece of China. I mean, regardless of all the theatrics around now, this uh, this upcoming Winter Olympics in China and the fact that Joe Biden might not agree to participate because of this and that. The truth is that here the Chinese have very much a role in today's politics in America, and we let it happen. So either we stop all this by sincerely moving with wartime measures against enemies of the state, foreign and domestic. Otherwise, we will not be able to prevent what is happening. And the fall of the United States seems to be inevitable for some people. I mean, some people are already talking about a divided United States after 2023,
2: 24. Yeah it seems, uh, it seems that way. Our country is heavily divided, more so than any other time. It's um, pretty frightening, to say the very least, Leo. And... The whole sort of conflict that we're seeing around the world, do you think we'll see a great war with China soon?
1: Well, China uh, is a, a intention, uh, the intentions of China are to invade Taiwan so they can bridge the gap also with the, their uh, their need for microchips. Taiwan is a massive producer, the only probably worldwide producer of such important and strategic goods so yes china is trying to develop in their uh, in their country within their their continent they're trying to uh, develop uh, factories for microchipping uh, for microchips but they don't seem to be still at the level of taiwan and they are so much in desperate need uh, that they know that of course it is uh, with taiwan they will control basically uh, the worldwide uh, electronic sector in in a way that never happened before. So, I think that they are very much interested um, in invading Taiwan for a number of reasons. Of course, we have to remember where Taiwan comes from. Taiwan was the island of Formosa. In 1949, mainland China, uh, of course, embraced communism. And instead they stayed uh, a democratic country. When there was initially, they got rid of the Chinese empire, they were basically going in the same direction. Then with Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong didn't manage to bring in Taiwan into the uh, new, uh, in, in the new project, fortunately and uh, and then we had of course hong kong hong kong which was left alone because there was this deal with great britain i think it's it's a shame that great britain didn't respect the deal with the people from hong kong that now are oppressed silenced so now we have uh, hong kong uh, no longer a strategic sect of the west but totally uh, in the hands of uh, communist china
2: Understood. And,
1: eh? and, and and they want uh, Taiwan to end up in the same way. So Taiwan wants to defend itself. Taiwan has international treaties with America, m- amongst other countries that uh, are supposed to protect them. And the moment in which China invades Taiwan, uh, then uh, we are in a global uh, mess, uh, in a possible world war. And uh, ta- Australia is one of the first countries that will, of course, be touched by by this invasion, because now they have also done this uh, uh, closed uh, deal with uh, Great Britain and America for the defense. They bought also nuclear submarines from America, rejecting the previous deal they had with the French. And for this reason, the Chinese are particularly upset with China, and they have threatened China over and over again recently. So, it's possible that China invades Taiwan during the Winter Olympics if America continues with this boycott and uh, if uh, basically uh, Taiwan uh, is it's is, is like uh, at that point, uh, you know, in, in a moment uh, they can take over this place and uh, the rest of the world... Uh, might have to intervene because america of course will have to intervene but it will be something historical and it will be definitely very easy to escalate towards a nuclear conflict so there is a lot of talk about china invading uh, uh, taiwan during the winter olympics which of course are taking place in china
2: that'd be insane by the way
1: I know, but there will be some kind of Olympics, huh
2: yeah, that'd be now that would be a sight to see if that actually happened. Only time will tell, uh, but of course, you know Henry Kissinger said also this Sunday that you know he doesn't really think China will ever launch an invasion over Taiwan. That's what he was just saying recently, but you know that's Henry Kissinger okay,
1: Henry Kissinger is always being somebody yes. <laughs> who uh, depicted. Uh, a, uh, in his book, uh, which, of course, is called World Order, which I don't know if you have read, uh, is a very important book. I suggest all people to read this book, as well as I suggest people to read this recent book on the AI, on artificial intelligence, which just came out uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I, I always find his books, though, to depict the reality with a filter, which yes. is mm, not really realistic and very much... In favor of his own work. I mean, uh, let's talk about Kissinger. I mean, Kissinger is the gatekeeper of China right. since the 70s. Uh, he, all the companies in America have gone through through Henry Kissinger. All the big companies to establish links with China, uh, including Apple and uh, everybody else. So he has made a lot of money. At the same time, he uh, he also in the World Order book. I remember he depicted a quite a rosy philosophical attitude of China that, I mean, in the end, it doesn't reflect in the reality of things. So this thing he said that, uh, yes, it's true, of course, China has a lot of interest in the worldwide economy at the moment. A war will not be functional to their strategic uh, economic game because uh, we know that they want to arrive uh, to become within the next 10 years the number one economic power in the world. This is uh, This is a fact not fiction. So, will they get to that point? I I probably think they will. If if we continue in in America to have this internal conflict, we will weaken our country and China will take advantage of it. China is managing to buy properties to continue to buy into America. We can't do the same in China. If we buy big chunks of land in China, the government will immediately there and knock at your door they'll
2: seize it
1: yeah instead here you have you have in texas a chinese military ex former military guy who has bought a chunk of land next to a military base i mean it's crazy what's happening so so i think that we need to understand the dangers of letting china loose on the world stage because they always like to present themselves as this kind of peaceful pandas but they are not Peaceful Pandas, they are the dragon of the apocalypse. They are the ones who aim to have control of the artificial intelligence apparatus uh, and the whole show regarding artificial intelligence by 2030. They said themselves, we want to be the number one nation when it comes to artificial intelligence. Uh, To become the number one nation in artificial intelligence means to become the number one nation in building up cyber satan. Oh and yes, that's the dragon of the apocalypse.
2: Yes, Cyber Saiyan, that that's the name of your book.
1: Yeah, it's an—it's—it's it's a name I used in Volume Six Point Sixty Six. The
2: Age of Cyber Saiyan, Yes,
1: the Age of is, is a very important book, and I'm actually uh, writing a new book, which I'm gonna complete soon. Uh, it's uh, of course Volume Seven, and uh, at the moment, like I said, Volume Six Point Sixty Six digs into the day of cyber satan artificial intelligence and robotics with volume seven i'm gonna go one step further into uh, the occult roots of the great reset and uh, of uh, of cyber satan himself
2: very nice i look forward to reading that one and going back to what we were talking about earlier with uh, covid you know we're both in california um and we're both in different parts of California. What's the scene like out there? Do you have to wear a mask everywhere you go? Do they force it upon you?
1: I mean, uh, here uh, we are in Riverside County and it depends really where you are. I mean, if if it's uh, I don't know in which county are you? Well,
2: I'm out here in El Centro so that's Imperial County.
1: Okay. Well, here in Riverside County, there is very different um, policies uh, between cities. For example, Palm yeah. Springs is following, of course, uh, being such a at city. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are following uh, Los Angeles, New York, uh, in, in uh, uh, getting everybody to, of course, uh, to wear masks indoors, but at the same time also show vaccine passports uh, for the Restaurants and all that bullshit. Oh, so that's started uh, so, already. It's also, it's also true that in Palm Springs, most uh, 300 and uh, the whole year, 360 days a year, you can actually eat outdoors. So the problem doesn't exist really because here is always warm weather. Plus, if I go 10 minutes up the road to Desert Palm or Cathedral City, 10, literally 10, 15 minutes away, you can eat and do whatever you want. That's true. The, Plus, if you go towards the other side, Yucca Valley, the desert, they don't care about Newsom or any of the hideous rules that he does. They hate him and despise him completely. So it's only this little little piece of land which is Palm springs. But, I mean, like I said, uh, you, you, you can uh, just go 15 minutes uh, if you want to eat indoors. Eh? Because, like I said, outdoors, no problems.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There are some places out here in California. I think a lot of people think everywhere out here is pretty strict, but lots of places out here, there's, they still believe in a freedom of choice. Absolutely. And, I mean, oh, yeah.
1: here it's a completely different mentality from one town to the other. Oh, I mean, yeah. Here we have a libtad man in Palm Springs that everybody hates. <laughs> yes. Who, who, who is some kind of a woman who calls herself, uh, I don't know, if she's a, a, a thresby, and a lesbian, we don't I don't know. know what she is, but in any case, it's a case, mystery she 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 just uh, likes to be oppressive and manipulative nobody likes her and probably she's creating a lot of problems for uh, for this town and and, and 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 if they lose money it's uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's a big problem because uh, already we had a lot of uh, activities uh, that had to shut down because of covid so i I uh, hope that in the future, uh, when I get uh, my full-on American citizenship, I can maybe politically get more involved and help uh, out in the process.
2: Very nice. And, of course, Palm Springs, heavily rich in history, for those that don't know. So many great things have uh, came through out there Absolutely, in Palm Springs. So it's terrible that these things do happen at times. and
1: But we have, like I said uh, before, uh, not only... of course uh, uh, a bunch of people that decide to follow uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York City. And those people I think are pathetic in in their approach. They are ruining these cities. And and Palm Springs, which is a little town compared to LA, should really follow what the rest of the valley here, the Coachella Valley is doing. But Mm -hmm. like I said, they they want to take this direction. It's... uh, they will pay pay the consequences of it because economically speaking, a lot of people, of course, when uh, you start asking them uh, vaccine passport, this and all yeah. the other, uh, just to go somewhere else.
2: Yeah, that's terrible. I had and no idea.
1: Have, uh, really a lot of people here in the U.S. that use fake vaccine passports.
2: Yeah, there's always going to be ways to get around it for sure. And um, I had no idea they were going to be doing that in Palm Springs already. The passport. Or the vaccine passport? I know they're already gonna—they're already doing that actually in Los Angeles. But I thought Palm Springs would sort of hold out for a while.
1: Oh no, no, they've been already on board for a while. Oh, <laughs> they've been already on board for a while. Terrible. But like I said, it's—it's it's like, uh, of course, uh, people who maybe want to have a nice meal indoors will uh, will will be touched by this. Uh, by this uh, request, but I, I have no problems in in having my my meals outdoor outdoors, uh, and, and I mean for my modest social life, not much has changed. Uh, I also noticed that uh, they continue to request people to uh, uh, put on the masks even along. Uh, uh, the street, but nobody wears them. So, I mean, nobody's really following up on that one.
2: I see some people driving alone in their cars wearing a mask, and I always think, what? Well, what the that, hell's that, wrong that with them? A,
1: it's a, it's, a, it's a something that happens uh, yeah, here too. And They're psychotic. Eat, I never understand why they do that. Like a-
2: it doesn't work that way. Um, I, I At least I'm not, you know, I'm not a scientist or anything. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think COVID works that way, where you could be alone in your car and somehow you contract the virus. And um, I'm glad you have not succumbed to COVID or even the vaccine, Leo.
1: I might have had it, uh, but I I really don't have a problem saying that I have my own remedies, uh, apart from having uh, bought a bunch of Ivermectin in Mexico, uh, um, which is only two hours away. (laughs) Yeah, we're close. (laughs) And then uh, I've uh, also always suggested people to follow the more natural remedies like sweet warm wood, which is a great remedy that has worked uh, effectively on people who were also in pretty serious uh, uh, conditions. So for the moment, uh, I, will, uh, I will say that we are pretty fine, but you have to be ready. So people that uh, don't have anything in their houses and just uh, think, oh, it's okay, it's okay. I mean, either they have a great immune system, like probably you have, uh, and you are very young, yes, yes. So you are healthy, young, you don't have any problem. But I would suggest for people who are a little bit older, uh, I'm 51, but also people who are older, to always have something in their houses to fight in one way or another. And, and, and of course, now we have even Pfizer and uh, another company that are bringing out these uh, anti-COVID uh, pills. Oh, yes. Which, uh, which, of course, might be a remedy, but I must say that if you go and study the, the results of the, because of this, we are talking here about medicines that are completely new. Ivermectin has, uh, has many, many years of proven eff- effectiveness and of experimentation. So I trust more medicines like that hydroxychloroquine that have been around for a longer time
2: yeah i agree with you and just here close to where we are by the way leo and riverside if i remember correctly they were putting the vaccines in salads
1: yeah yeah i mean i don't know about that they were experimenting i know in a university in san diego this that's year. right i don't know after what happened with
2: yeah that. no follow-up after that we just heard that they were Going to be doing that so in my mind that means they've been doing it for a long time putting all sorts of chemicals and foods and that's sort of what we already know but not not with the vaccine though so that's they're kicking it up a a notch there right
1: well the plan regardless of vaccines or no vaccines the plan is to exterminate three quarters of the population of this planet uh, oh yeah and uh, and the plan was devised uh, uh a long time ago, and they are just going along with it. So it seems that they are pretty much following uh, a structured plan. Now, if politically we manage to overcome all this, it would be miraculous. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, politics has not really, uh, outside of the uh, Trump, uh, uh, part, the Trump episode uh, of politics, which is a very unusual episode. Oh yeah we can say that uh, there's never really been any alternative between uh, one party or the other because it's like a two-party system for a one system. uh, And that's why you still have uh, all those uh, swamp creatures uh, like uh, Liz Cheney that represent the the old uh, way of being a Republican, which was basically simply going along with what was required by the military industrial complex the big pharma and, and the, the new world order but the new world order is uh, defined by the Vatican above all things you know? So yes. the, and the Sabbatian Frank so these are the two elements that define uh, the, the, the new world order today
2: and of course we are halfway through our segment here Leo and time flying by as this year is and that reminds me to ask you what are your thoughts and opinion opinions rather on all this talk about Joe Biden um, possibly going out this year or next year? Lots of people seem to be talking and saying they think that. Well, they've been speculating that Joe will probably pass away soon.
1: Well, he definitely has uh, a um, a farting problem, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes. he had to have this colonoscopy, which definitely he demonstrates he has some kind of problem. I mean, uh, you, you don't do what uh, Joe Biden did in front of uh, Camilla Parker Bowles and, 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 and basically become the laughing stock of the world if you are uh, in good shape. And we're talking about a deep, long fart. That's what uh, what the, all the newspapers talked about, which is pretty right. disgusting and gross, but that's how it is. Yes. I, I'm just, just, uh,
2: we'll all get there eventually, in time. We'll be we will all be uh, at least. Uh, how old is he? Like seventy something? At least seventy-eight. 70? Seventy-eight.
1: I, mean, I think that the problem here is not uh, uh, how old are you, but in what conditions you are. Right. At that age, and he's not in very good conditions, uh, probably because of the lifestyle he had. And at the same time, uh, what uh, was uh, very disappointing uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks uh, was the fading of that story with Project Veritas, which uh, is connected to the diary of the daughter. Oh, my. uh, Yes. The possible accusations, of course, uh, that uh, were... um, He took a
2: shower with... Yeah. Yeah. Daughter, yeah,
1: accusations, accusations. of the proper behavior uh, that, of course, uh, spark a discussion on this family. I mean, you have Hunter Biden, who is a guy who is profoundly disturbed. He has a daughter who never really had any children. And that is also very strange because she got married in 2000, I think, 2012, 2013. I don't remember exactly. But, I mean, she has never had a child since then. And this is a little bit suspicious because people who at times had um, experiences in their childhood of molestation, they tend not to want to have children. And so that might be an indication of it. Yes.
2: Um, we, of course, are talking about Ashley Biden and her diary.
1: And her diary, which, of course, talks about the showers and the improper conduct that, yeah. that his mother might have had, which herself in the diary admits uh, uh, that uh, was uh, not uh, proper. So I mean, <laughs> she's not like she. She actually thought about it. She questions herself and she replies to herself. So that's that's uh, pretty much a confirmation. The confirmation also comes from the FBI being so interested in getting rid of this uh, diary uh, and definitely making the wrong tactical move, though, because we really had forgotten all about it after that kind of like it's been swept under out. the rug. And it came out in some minor publication. Project Veritas didn't really touch it. It was passed on to a minor conservative online publication. Uh, and so they could have just forget, you know, forgot about it. And it, it would have actually probably, the eyes of the people, the whole thing will have faded out. Instead, this way, tactically speaking, they made a big mistake because now it kind of like rehashed the whole thing. And it was discussed much more than before.
2: Yeah. It's interesting that the media has chosen to do that. But of course, it's no surprise that they did the same thing to Joe Biden. I mean, look at all the women who chose to speak out about him and no one in the media even. Yeah. There were so many allegations against Joe Biden, like Lucy Flores and DJ Hill and Caitlin and Allie and uh, the list goes on. There's all sorts of names.
1: Uh, there was a lot of talk, yeah. especially during the Me Too uh, movement uh, days when the movement was really at its peak. There was a lot of talk about Joe Biden's uh, problems. But then everything was forgotten. Yeah, just swept and under the rug. And now we are going towards another, though, important event. Uh, in a few days, as you know, the, we have the uh, Gillian, Gillian Max, Maxwell. Maxwell, uh, right. Uh, back... Uh, uh, in court, um, giving a version possibly of the events. And this is uh, very interesting because uh, if Dylan Max were really talks, then there would be some big problems. That's While right. instead, I think that as usual, they will probably get uh, out of jail in one way or another.
2: Unfortunately, that might happen. And of course, we were just talking about the Pope a minute ago. And I'm looking actually at a photo going back to 2003. Pope John Paul II, and he's with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, or Glenn Maxwell, whichever you want to uh, well, pronounce yeah, it. yeah, I mean,
1: with. never really know how to pronounce her name, Ghislaine or Ghislaine. I'm not or... sure either. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, uh, we know, of course, uh, that uh, these people were very important and influential. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, by the way, she gave also a speech at the United Nations. I mean, we're talking yeah. about people that uh, were really on the front row of the of the worldwide scene. And and so it's for this reason that uh, the, that Gillian Maxwell, if she hasn't been killed, is because she will be saved and, and sent home very soon. Yes. I like, uh, think that is uh, it's my opinion. Of course, uh, I might be wrong, but the murder of Jeffrey Epstein.
2: Well, I mean, her father was Robert, I mean, Robert Maxwell, Maxwell. of course. So, you know.
1: A guy who was murdered in a very mysterious circumstance.
2: Yeah, back in 91, I believe.
1: Uh, in a plot, yes, uh, Robert Maxwell was basically killed uh, on his, uh, I think, on his yacht, 1991. He was in the Canary Islands. And, uh, and apparently there was an execution squad that uh, was uh, allocated from him uh, by the Mossad. Now, he had been working with the Mossad. Because, uh, I mean, uh, he uh, entered the politics, the father of gillian Maxwell. He was sustained by the Laborist Party. He stayed there between 1964 and 1970. And he had a very influential uh, connections with the Soviet Union. So this was rather unusual. He kind of played different sides. He might have been a double or even triple agent.
2: That's what I'm thinking.
1: Yes, and, 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 and he was then buried on the Olive Mountain in Jerusalem with all this big funeral. There was this, uh, uh, you know, this very formal uh, speech uh, given uh, by his uh, friend uh, Samuel Pisa. But I think that in the end, uh, Maxwell's myst- uh, death, it's a mystery still, uh, but is connected uh, with some, some, uh, some something he did, which of course the Mossad must have not liked very much, because uh, uh, apparently in this yacht the whole crew was made up of agents who participated in his murder.
2: It's a sick, sad world, and I, I could, I could actually see her getting away with this crime, to be honest.
1: I, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Because um,
2: it's going to be hard to prove what she, what they say she did in, in the courtroom, to be honest. Uh, proving something course, is always going to be difficult.
1: Understand that, uh, I mean, Gillian Maxwell's father was extremely rich.
2: Very rich.
1: Very, very rich. Beyond rich, yes. Um, he was actually classified amongst the richest people on the planet.
2: Yeah, it's pretty insane when you dig deep and see who they're all tied into.
1: Yeah, so, uh, and uh, um, he also had a very pecu- peculiar role in the dialogue between the Christian and the Jewish world. Right. Let's not forget uh, where he came from. I mean, uh, he was uh, from a very poor uh, Jewish Orthodox family of uh, from, from Ukraine, very modest origins. He was uh, born uh, raised in a of and, and, and basically he was an orphan um, in France and, uh, and 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 most of his family ended up in auschwitz uh, and, and so he 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 was somebody who uh, went through different periods of his life and I think Raguiille like Maxwell is a survivor like a father um, and and definitely the father had a lot of of, uh, say, in uh, in the fall of the Berlin Wall even. I mean, he he was very much involved with uh, intelligence operations uh, um, right up until the end of his life. Well, big weapon deals, very big weapon deals. And, uh, and so I think that definitely she's going to get away with it. They will find a way to save her.
2: Yeah, she'll get out. Ultimately, I think she'll probably make it a a very easy and quick escape and by the way you know i saw on your website about Mm. this sort of um sex sessions that you can get after getting uh, vaccinated out there in austria i had no idea this was going on um i'm seeing this article on your website here um leo
1: yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's uh, really shocking what's what's happening in in Austria. That's Austria, that's Austria, not to be confused with Australia. Right. I mean, though the, the, there is actually the same uh, beginning. You know, Austria, then you get Australia. <laughs> so it's kind of similar, no? So you get, the... but of course the similarity between these two countries is they are the most oppressed at the moment in the world. Uh, one of these countries, uh, um, up until the other day, was only locking down the unvaccinated. They were the first country to adopt such measure, a measure that will be now followed by other countries, I'm afraid, including Italy. And then they made this other decision, which is the obligatory vaccine. But in the meantime, for the month of November, this uh, uh, brothel, this, uh, uh, of course, uh, prostitution is legal in Austria, uh, is offering uh, a free sex for 30 minutes with a, a girl of their choice my goodness. people who are vaccinate in their in their in their place so it's like you you and the crazy thing though is not even that you know the most crazy thing about this story if you read my article the fact is that it's open even for people that are 14 years old and above wow so i mean and, and, not, and not only male, but even female. They encourage even women to go there and then have sex.
2: Yeah, that's a little. That's a little too much.
1: That's uh, when it comes to okay, women and women. That's already pretty far out. But when you talk about a minor, fourteen years old, yeah. who is allowed to go? Uh, of course, we all know that. Yeah. Uh, in some countries in the world, there's a tradition to bring the young people to go with a prostitute at a young age to, you know, to, to learn how to be manly. Yeah, unfortunately, discover <laughs> the mysteries of sex or whatever. And uh, I think that that might be one of the reasons why they encourage. But the problem is, in this case, I saw that it's not only the parents, but they simply need to be brought in by somebody who is an adult. And they can get into the place. And at that point, what's going to happen? I mean, the 14-year-old is basically a minor. It's pedophilia. That's right. I I know. It's it's sick. It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. But then I explained in a video show made a couple of days ago, the, the, the roots of all this mess are to be found with the the occult uh, esoteric uh, practices that uh, are abundant in Austria and uh, that have uh, brought Austria to be the birthplace of the occult side of Nazism by the way, because uh, Adolf Hitler was born in Austria not in Germany, and he was raised even culturally intellectually in Austria It sounds like a satanic ritual there Leo. Well, there were people like Guido von Liszt, uh, von Liebenfeld I mean, we're talking about the the, the people who inspired really uh, the Aryan superior uh, attitude of, uh, that basically became the center of the, the perverse ideology of Nazism that led to the persecution of millions of Jews. So the Austrians have great responsibilities, and not only that, uh, even the, the foundation of the Ordo Tempiorientists, some say, okay, Theodor Reuss was German, but the putative uh, who is regarded as the father of the Ordo Tempio Orientis, even in the American website of the Ordo Tempio Orientis, is is Karl Kerner, who was an Austrian chemist and had developed the idea for this this order before he died. So uh, that happened because in Vienna there have always been a very big movement of Illuminati since the time of Adam Weishaupt. I mean, there was... uh, Very important lodge of the Illuminati, which actually um, was guided by a guy, I think it was called Ignazio Bonborn, who was basically connected then to Mozart. Mozart, as you know, wrote some incredible music, a genius completely. He was, though, a member also of the Illuminati as well as the Freemasons, and that's because uh, he used to hang out in this specific lodge in Vienna, which was a very much uh, very aristocratic lodge. And then from Austria, you have uh, the birth uh, of all the movement that then uh, goes to nearby Switzerland. Everything that has to do with Switzerland, Germany, and Austria is connected because these German-speaking countries and their Freemasonry is very much interconnected to this day. So... uh, Let's not forget that Davos, the World Economic Forum, was born out of a guy, Klaus Schwab, who was a bit German, a bit Swiss. His family was involved very much in both countries, but made its fortune also thanks to the Nazis during the Second World War.
2: Yes, and Leo, I'm looking at the time here, and we are definitely coming to an end of our segment here. But before I let you go, I definitely want you to plug Anything you like or mention anything you feel that we didn't really get a a chance to uh, touch upon here for a moment. But before we get into any of that, um, before you came on the show, you were doing some sort of conference, the Detroit Disclosure Conference 2.0. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes, I mean, it's an initiative that put together a lot of interesting speakers. It's an initiative, of course, I've attended remotely because I didn't want to really take the plane, especially during this time of the year. I haven't really taken the plane at all. I think that I prefer to really move by car.
2: Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh,
1: I don't want to have anything to do with, uh, with, with traveling on planes, to Tell you the truth. Well. Uh, of course, I might not ever be able to, uh, to go back to Europe because Europe is in such a bad situation. Um, and because of their draconian measures, who knows if I'm ever going to be able to even see my mother. That's crazy. Uh, Europe is um, rioting uh, when it comes down to Northern Europe What is very disappointing, though, is the fact that countries like Italy haven't rebelled more and have made too much of a peaceful approach to this protest uh, without any real uh, results. They haven't put enough pressure on the system, and now they are probably going to become the second country after Austria to, 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 to be subject to mandatory vaccines. Why did the countries uh, in Europe uh, didn't yet go for the mandatory vaccines? The thing is that they don't want to have the uh, legal responsibility when things will eventually go wrong, uh, or if they go wrong. Maybe some people will will be okay, don't know. I tend to think that the problems will manifest probably not only now, but maybe in the future, maybe not only for you, but maybe for your son, grandson, great-grandson, who knows? So, we don't really know what's going to be the results of this global experimentation. Oh yes, but knowing their intention and everything, I think they should be more firm in rebelling. The problem here is that the politics of Europe is completely um, orchestrated, and manipulated by the Jesuits and by the Pope. So it's uh, very difficult for them to uh, to to find some kind of solution. Uh, and and. and sorry to say the only possible solution uh, now in Europe against this technocracy that is imposing all these uh, restrictions and on top of this they're letting more and more and more migrants in every day i think that there is no solution if not civil war on a massive scale but who's going to do a civil and how are you going to do civil war when you don't have the weapons you see that is the problem here you're dealing with a continent europe that after the Second World War, has been castrated completely. That's why the only country that has guns is Switzerland. People don't know that, but everybody in Switzerland, because it's a small country, every single male citizen has to be trained to shoot with a gun and has a gun in their house.
2: We might need to do that here. eh? I said we might need to do that here in America.
1: No, no, I'm saying in Europe uh, to have a gun uh, and to actually be able to to have that kind of it's 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 uh, it's very interesting because I mean the rest of Europe they don't have any guns now you say you might say we might do the same here But uh, okay Australia in the second half of the nineties stupidly gave away all their guns hundreds of thousands of guns okay and the result is that today Australia it's a dictatorship and nobody can do anything because the police forces as well as the armed forces have control of the territory and you can't you can't revolt against that. You have to study a little bit what happened in Australia back then. They offered money in exchange of guns and they got all their guns in. I don't think they will ever get to do that in the US. Nobody will be so stupid to fall for that. I don't know how the Australians fall for that shit.
2: I don't know either. I, you know, I'm I, I love guns. I have plenty. I have one here. I just think it's important for everyone uh, to sort of learn how to use one at a very early age, I would say.
1: It's not a question uh, to have or not have, but it's, the question is, is the population, the whole population, free to have guns or not? And from that moment onwards, you can start to see what kind of direction is the society taking you. I mean, the first thing that Mao Zedong did in 1949 and, and, and between 1949 and 1951, when the Chinese Communist Party really established itself completely as this super uh, force, was to take the guns from everybody. Right. First, use used the guns run. to take the power, to, to grab their power, for their power grab, for their revolution, for their long march of Macedon, never-ending long march. And then after, everybody was taken those guns away so uh, that should give you an idea here i mean the countries who can really still preserve their freedom in the world to my knowledge there is only one country which is the united states of america
2: the uh, greatest country on earth in my opinion
1: the greatest country on earth at the moment and that's why uh, they made such a big deal about the, the the the, and that's why the left is completely losing it uh, because of the Rittenhouse case and all that.
2: Oh yes, lots of people angry. Lots of people say that, that was in the right. I tend to agree. I think yeah, that was the right decision. All uh, do with uh, intent. You know, it's always your <laughs> actions that are usually prove everything. Really, you know.
1: I I think that. Uh, um people should have the right uh, to, uh, to to defend themselves. Absolutely, yeah. I think though these uh, kind of events uh, are uh, really dangerous, especially when uh, when the police is completely, uh, basically minding their own business and letting everybody go get along with the yeah. riot. They're just like doing their own thing. In 2020, <laughs> which was something that unfortunately led... To the destructions of lots of businesses. And I know a lot of people that left California because of the money they lost uh, in the shops that were destroyed uh, also in uh, Los Angeles and in other areas. And it was a uh, damage that actually led to people uh, going bankrupt. So I think that what we need to do here is this. The uh, root of today, Lipta, the pandemic is in California. That is the roots of all the. If if we go and and analyze, uh, people say, Leo Zagami, why are you in California? Why are you in California? And I tell them, you know, if you are to study the virus, the China virus, you go to China, you go to Wuhan. If you need to study the liberal pandemic that is afflicting this country, you need to come to the epicenter of it. And that is California. And all the policies that have been. Enacted in California will sooner or later see, uh, will be reenacted in the rest of the United States of America. So, my uh, idea is to uh, build up momentum in the future for uh, an eventual political takeover, retakeover, because we had great presidents uh, like Nixon or Reagan. Now, regardless of what you think of Nixon, I have some perplexities, especially when it comes down to his handling of China, for example, because without Nixon and Eric Kissinger, we will not have such a powerful China these days. And we know that, for example, Nixon and Ronald Reagan were both members of the Bohemian Club. But that's where, unfortunately, there is some weakness in their presidency. Having, aside from that, I love all the rest of the Reagan era, the, Reagan, the Ronald Reagan idea. And I think that California... Uh, Republican, uh, will uh, definitely bring back uh, this country to some sense of normality. Understood. And yes, Leo, I
2: do want to thank you for being a part of the program. It's been an honor and pleasure to bring you back on the on the show here. It's been too long, and I'm glad we finally got a chance to uh, catch up here. And, Absolutely. Uh, oh, thank yes. you very much
1: for having me on. Please uh, go on LeoZegami.com if everybody's interested. anybody's interested in purchasing my books they will find the links there and also of course to my latest articles and uh, when i have my new book i will let you know and uh, i can come on the show and discuss it with you
2: thank you so much leo we'll talk again very soon
1: thank you very much michael deacon and it was glad to have you on board also on my side
2: thank you sir take care Take care. bye-bye and there he goes boys and girls that was mr leo zagami author and activist Of course, he is the author of Confessions of Illuminati. That is a great series of books. If you have not read any of those, I definitely recommend you do so. And of course, his website leozagami.com for those that don't know that's leozagami.com go ahead and go to his website and look up all the info and check out some of his work and once again I do want to thank all of you for pressing play it's been a fun one I wish I could stay here a little bit longer but we were here for a good time not a long time once again boys and girls stay safe wherever you are on this island earth. and with that said the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery until next time mahalo
3: Welcome to the Ohio Hauntings and Legends Podcast. We will be taking you to places you have never dreamt of going, hundreds, if not thousands, of haunted and abandoned locations. We will visit with the paranormal from your nightmares and try to understand the unexplained. Ohio alone has 88 counties within our state, and virtually each one of those counties has a story to tell. Ohio's history is bloodstained throughout its history. We will be covering more than just Ohio. We will cover the state you live in, the country. Trust me. There are thrills, chills, and we are upping the fright factor with each new stop we make. We will be traveling the world, the globe, looking for the strange, the mysterious, and the frightening. Mostly, we will find the unexplainable. Many of these episodes are genuine. Others are legend or hearsay. Believe those that you choose or believe in none. It is your choice. Just get comfortable. Sit back. Dim the lights and listen.